Welcome to Potter Familias, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. I'm Stephen Sylvester. What? Why are you snapping? How fast can you snap? That was my question. Is it like flamenco? Snapping contest. Let's go. Let's go. Dad let's go, wins. Let's go. Dad totally wins. I mean, I haven't stopped. I'm exhausted. Boom. Snapping. Strong hands. Well, my hands were beat up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, they were. Yes. This this weekend. Jeez. Oh my gosh! Wait, you didn't hear about the water leak? No, you never told me. So we, some friends of ours, were giving away their old washer and dryer, but it was way newer than our washer. And no, dryer. I I know that part. Right. Well, when we put them in, there was water on the ground that I was like, wait a minute, that's not water from the machine. What's going on here? And I figured, oh, I'll just cut a little hole in the sheetrock. I'll find, you know, I know where the water lines are. There's probably a little pinhole in the copper. Yeah. And I'll either put a clamp on there or replace a little bit of the pipe. No biggie. That's what I was going to suggest. I'm going to punch you. No biggie. I cut in there uh, the, and the, the water is percolating up through the slab. Oh, no. Bad. So I start jackhammering up the slab and I have a little big hand, you know, it's a good size hammer drill, Yeah, but you can set it just on hammer and I've, I've got the chisels and blah, 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 blah. I'm getting around there and I find a pinhole. I'm like, yay, put it all back together, turn the water back on, more water is percolating up through the concrete. So there was another hole farther down. Do it, Dude. get get down there. Oh, I'm not done. Put the whole thing back together, turn the water back on, it happens a third time. So finally, I, I go all the way down to where I'm almost in the dirt and repair it all, and then it held. Wow. But I got, I got beat to death. Yeah, you're... Because I was trying to get around rough. stuff, and I, I couldn't get the hole too big. So... I would not have challenged you to a snapping contest had I known. That's okay. You just don't care about your dad, but that's fine. But I still won. I mean, I'm still going to, you know... So... I just wanted to be clear that I care about you, but, you know... <laughs> We're in 2020, <laughs> and as we look at decades, as we look at decades, the 2010s, what happened? What are they going to be remembered for? Because everybody right now is just focused on coronavirus. Right. That's what I was going to say is that it's hard to remember anything that happened more than six months ago because so much has happened in the past six months. Like, I remember joking about the coronavirus in January when people were first starting to talk about it. Yeah. And there were all these memes that were like uh, 2020 doing, like kicking some some natural disaster or horrible thing that happened. It's like Mo kicking Barney out of the bar. It's like, and stay out. And then Barney's back in the back and it says coronavirus. I flew in March. Yeah. In early March. And everyone was like, are you going to be able to get home? I was like, what's wrong with you? People? Like y'all are crazy. Yeah. I had no idea and this was going to turns out they were not. Yeah. Yeah. So that being said, because the world is experiencing so much change and fluctuation right now, it's hard to remember what the whole last decade was like because it feels like this is the thing that is ticking off the next decade. Mm -hmm. All right, so what happened during the 2010s? Well, I, I just looked up some things and I had forgotten some of this stuff. So obviously we had our first black president and he was president for most of the 2010s. Occupy Wall Street was a thing that I forgot happened. Do you remember that? Where did it happen? In New York, on I, Wall no, Street. No, I know. On Wall Street, I'm trying to... Because I've been there. Because your uncle lives there. Yeah. And I'm wondering, where did they set up these tents? I don't know. 
And porta potties and the whole thing. And there were thousands of people that just stayed there. Didn't they? Do you remember that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And the whole time I was like, don't they have jobs? Like where? No, of course not. Because I can't just take off for a couple months and just camp somewhere. Well, neither can I. But I mean. I was just curious. Yeah. Just curious. Do you remember when everybody. Uh, do you remember a time when it was a little bit easier to talk about politics? Yeah, before people wanted to like cut your head off, mm-hmm. before you got canceled. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Because it wasn't even the fact that like the 2016 presidential election like made it worse, I think. But even before then, things were starting to get kind of ugly. They and were. It just but, exacerbated everything. But you could still tell people that you had voted for individuals and it... They, they they didn't think that you were like Satan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although you're almost like, incri- I don't want to say incriminating yourself, but that is that is the word I'm going to use. You're incriminating yourself to certain people just by saying that because there's only one person you could be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about earlier elections. Yeah. Like who no, else? No, I know. Like who else you could r- say you voted for whoever and people would say, oh, well, okay, I voted for the other guy. Or or woman, the other woman. The other woman? I thought there was only one woman. Yeah, there was. So nice try. Yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to be unbiased here. Cool. What other things happened? There was that horrible earthquake in Haiti. This is just like the major stuff. Now the earthquake in, in Haiti w- was horrible, but I do have to give a shout out and kudos to Catholic Relief Services. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, Dr. Carolyn Wu, because I've interviewed her before was in charge and it was so cool because she really did put feet on the ground with a lot of people there. Yeah. And they weren't just like, let's just send them clothes and bottled water. She's like, hang on a second. Let's really find out what these people need before we just inundate them with cargo. That's useless. That'll just sit on the docks. Right. And they came up with a cool invention because what they needed was something to handle the rubble. And they got these hand-powered concrete rubble crushers that they designed. Hand-powered? Hand-powered. Because what they wanted to do was give individuals a means for business. And they went and brought these things. They designed them hand-powered. You'd throw in the rubble and it would crush it down to what they could then use, a usable form of crushed concrete for construction. How did I never hear about this? Because the media is like, oh, it's dumb. It's, you know, Catholic Relief Services. Who cares? Yeah. But in talking with her and she showed me some photographs and some video, I was like, that's the coolest thing I've I'm ever gonna seen. I'm going to go look that up. That is really cool. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. So there were a whole bunch of uh, hurricanes that hit the eastern coast of the United States. Which is which weird. Is, it's, it is weird. Super weird. That yeah. They didn't come into the Gulf. <clears throat> Hurricane Sandy was the big one that we remember. But yeah, Jersey. There were also... Let's see. Harvey, Irma, and Maria struck Texas, Florida, and Puerto Rico. And then Michael became the first Category 5 hurricane to hit the United States since 92. Since Katrina? Uh, To hit the contiguous? Wait, that can't be right because Katrina was a Category 5, wasn't it? I thought it was. I thought it was too. How long You remember Katrina? That's 15 years ago now. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Maybe maybe it wasn't a five. Maybe it was just huge. It was huge. 
when you look at pictures of Katrina, it took up almost the whole Gulf of Mexico. Oh, it, was, it was a crazy storm. Yeah. We stayed for that, too. Uh, don't remind your mother. Yeah. She's pretty mad at me. Yeah. She still, she still, I think, compulsively turns the AC down from time to time and just goes like, oh, Katrina. <laughs> um, there was the Boston bombing. Yeah, horrible. During, during the marathon. That was, yeah, hard. That was absolutely crazy. horrible. Golly. And there were, so uh, do you remember a time when uh, even after things like Columbine and the other school shootings that had happened, it seemed like all of a sudden, I don't know if there were more of them or if there was more of a focus on school shootings or what, probably a little bit of both, but all of a sudden, while I was a teacher, it became a thing to do active shooter drills. Whereas before, really, yeah. And, and what'd you do? Well, you uh, lock the door and put put a bunch of stuff in front of the door, and then you have everybody get away from the windows and access points where somebody could point a gun through a window and hit a stu- like hit a person, and then you just hide and wait. That's scary. It is. It was horrifying, but it drove home the point of like, okay, this is a real thing that we need to take seriously because it is happening, and we want to have a plan just in case it does happen to us. Wow. Did they get to the point where they were allowing teachers to be armed and stuff like that? Because I remember um, them asking that question. Yeah, I, I didn't ask because I obviously don't carry, and I didn't when I was a teacher, and I I didn't ask. I felt like it was none of my business. But I was also much younger then, so I don't know. If it was an issue now, if I was still teaching now, I think if I had the means to, I would definitely enroll in classes and if the school allowed me to, then I would probably conceal carry. There only, is only because, not because I want to be a hero, but just because it's like that's just another line of defense, just in case. Now you know? I know it would be hard to carry an actual firearm because I have a friend of mine. Well, you know him, who's in the FBI. Who yeah. I talked to him about getting a gun and getting a concealed carry permit and all that kind of stuff, and he says, "Are you ready to kill somebody?" Mm-hmm. And I said, well, no, and no, I just want to, you know, take it and I'm going to shoot their legs or something. He goes, no, no, no. You shoot at the torso, the largest target. Yep. And he says, you may end up killing someone. Are you ready to accept that reality? Mm-hmm. And it, I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. Then but he, then later on, years later, though, this is the cool part. They've got a gun now that shoots these bullets that it's like a pepper gas. And when it hits you, it, it explodes with this pepper gas and, you know, disables the person somehow. Yeah, that still totally defeats the purpose of having a gun in the first place for self-defense. Why? Because <clears throat> your friend is right. Your friend is 100% right that you shouldn't carry a gun unless you're prepared to kill somebody because you need to I want to shoot yourself. the pepper gas. Okay, but here's the thing. So, and this is this is where people get hung up about Carrying, and I, I didn't mean for this to turn into a, a gun rights thing, but this is this is where people get hung up. The people that I've talked to who are really uncomfortable with the idea of guns think that we should just get rid of them. Like, wouldn't there isn't there a way where we can just get rid of all guns? And I go like, that would be nice if it were possible to just like eradicate. You mean that. the three hundred million guns that are in the U.S. right now? Right. So it's not practically possible, but yeah, that would be nice. So in practical terms, <clears throat> if people say, why? would you want to carry a gun for self-defense? What you're saying by agreeing to do it is I am prepared to kill someone to defend myself and my family. And 
a, a rational person who's thinking about this stuff should be able to say that and also on the other hand say, I will do everything in my power to not have to do that. But if that's the only way to protect myself and my family, then I will do it. Yeah, like you had that active shooter in that large church and they had security detail. And you see in the video that the first thing they do is they go, hey man, hey man, hey man. Like they're putting their hands up like this, trying. And then when he pulls out a gun and shoots the first guy, then they draw their weapons. Right. And it was a guy who was concealed carrying in the church who shot him. And it would have been, I mean, he was going to point his gun at a crowd of people when they shot him. Right. So it's like, is that a horrible situation? Yes, I wish that had never happened. But I am very, very glad that that guy in the church had a gun in order to defend the people that were in there. It would have been a completely different end. And if he had had pepper bullets in his gun, he might not have been able to save some people's lives. Now you're making my gun sound lame. It is lame. If you're talking about self-defense, that's that's not the point, right? And I'm sorry if that sounds harsh, but it's like that is... When I say that if I was still teaching and if the school allowed me to, I would probably get the training that I needed to carry. What I'm saying is I will put myself in between the shooter and my students if I need to. Gotcha. I'm not saying that, again, I don't want to be a hero. I would, I would really love to just avoid any situation where I would have to draw my gun at all. But I would go through the training because I want to be able to stop the shooter if he comes into my classroom. Which makes sense. And if just, I can't, I can't. But I it's just like, wish I was Magneto. Yeah. And I could just... Wouldn't that be awesome? Okay, so school, school shootings. School shootings were a thing that came to the forefront of everybody's mind in the 2010s in a way that they have not before. Right. Even after Columbine, which is crazy. Because I remember Columbine. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was all over the news for a long time. So sad. Yeah. So, so sad. We got the new generation of the British royal family. That was the thing that I'll, like pretty much... Every girl that's come through my youth group has cared deeply about. Every American girl. You mean when Kate Middleton had her first baby? Yes. Okay. And what are those kids? Are they are they little princes? Princes? Duchess? I think so. Yeah, princes Duchess? and princesses. I don't know. It's really cool, actually. I, I mean, don't it's, know all the royal terms. It's kind of fun to know that there are, you know, royal people that are alive and are younger than me. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't excite me all that much I think it's cool because I'm I look at it and I go that's dying out well of course it is but it's been what royalty in different countries has been symbolic for years right are there any active monarchies still that are politically relevant we need your brother in here yeah he would know if JP was here he would know yeah but I don't think there are it's just kind of cool to see that legacy continue I don't know and then of course in sports the Chicago Cubs won the World Series which was crazy. That's a big deal. Yeah, there was some... Almost as cool as when the Red Sox finally won. I think that the female American gymnastics team that had Simone Biles on it set some records about gold medals or total not, number of medals. That's not fair because she's so incredible. Yeah, she's that like maybe the most she walks out gymnast. there, everyone's like, oh, we're going for silver. Right. Because yeah, she is pretty amazing. So some cool stuff happened in the 2010s. I, and it's easy for me to forget that right now because, well, the school shootings weren't cool. Yeah, but you know what I mean. There was interesting there was a lot things, of, interesting historical things, a, a more broader thing. Now the question is going to be, when they look back in 2030, and they go, "Let's look back in the 2020s." Is there going to be anything more than just coronavirus? Oh, geez, I hope not. This has been 
the most memorable thing since 9-11 in my life. No, but I, I want there to be something else memorable that's like good and happy. Good I mean, would be great. I thought you meant memorable in terms of it will overshadow no, coronavirus. No. I was like, geez. Or not even. Yeah, you know what? Maybe it can overshadow it, just not in a bad way. Yeah, that would be great. But normally like that's a really you, cool yeah. thing that happens like, hey, we discovered free energy that would and be really all cool. cars are electric and you won't have to pay for fuel at all. Woo! Whenever that Tesla Roadster comes out, I can't wait to see those times so, so fast. Yeah, that thing is. Crazy. We have to do an episode about Tesla and how cool they are. We can do that. Yeah, we can be like Joe Rogan and get Elon Musk right in here. That's probably not going to happen. It could. It, yeah. it Sorry. might dream big, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your what's your one cool thing my one cool thing is what well, did you want to go first no no okay I want you to go first so there are i might change mine depending there, on what you say okay there are a whole bunch of very famous r&b artists mostly who have done the theme songs for kids television shows and i know this only because i watch a lot of children's television shows right now so the magic school bus guess who did the theme song for that wasn't that uh, what's his face? His son. Who? Um, no, you're thinking of Arthur. Arthur was Ziggy Marley. Yes. Yeah. And then the magic school bus was Richard Wayne Pettyman, also known as Little Richard. That's cool. Curious George was Dr. John. Come on. Yeah. And Do there a was a little Zydeco for the monkey. It's amazing. And there was one more that I had in mind. I can't remember. But there's all these really famous R&B or rock artists who for whatever reason, later on in their careers, did the theme songs for children's television shows. That's I didn't realize it was a thing, but there's a lot of guys that have done it. That's really cool. That's really cool. And my cool thing is so lame, I'm not even going to say what it is. Oh my gosh, you have to. That's part of the... I didn't play the theme song, but... I was using a little welder, and it uses a DC inverter mm -hmm. in there, so it uses a lot less electricity, yet can still weld up to uh, an eighth of an inch steel that's I was, cool i was using it today so sparks were flying what were you welding a chair rack up at the church right on that had some broken spines on it that's i mean welding is cool not as cool as yours <laughs> i'm sorry down. you don't even have to put it in the comments who, i'm sorry who won for that one. i'm sorry for being too cool all right what song you got i've got the title track of my record that came out last year called home to alabama you know this one well Oh, yeah, I do. You know why? Because I live in Alabama. Yes, sir. I'm home right now. You ready? Yeah. I was born a thousand miles away In a town that's slowly dying from the cold I ended up a thousand miles further Where the leaves along the river turn to gold Though the water is in my blood and still it calls me I need to see the Gulf of Mexico People there knew me when I was younger When my teenage heart still wanted to roam I'm going home to Alabama All the way to 
much for listening to Potter Familius. We appreciate it. Like, subscribe, do all the things. Do the do the stuff. The do the, st- yeah. <laughs> do the stuff. <laughs> Thanks y'all.